You know I'm gonna get you, yeah. Whatever it takes to get there. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new Basement Talk podcast. Ed Birdsall, Jake Simone, the usual crew, back with you for a brand new episode on Saturday. This is going to be released. So happy Saturday. Hopefully, you all are having a wonderful weekend so far. Jake. How are you? Happy Saturday. How was your Buddy, week? Uh, you know, same week, man. Just over and over again. It's the same week. And I'm back. It's been definitely a minute. Summer's been crazy. Uh, definitely. Has. We'll definitely talk when we're more inside and everybody has nothing to do when it's freezing outside. You're just True. inside your home talking about football, the NBA regular season. Summertime, it's like, you know, base. how much baseball can you really endure every day and how, you know. Especially so, when the Yankees suck. Yeah, not much. Yeah, maybe, maybe, I've been seeing a couple things lately. I two games out of a playoff spot. It's not over yet. No, it ain't no, over no, yet. No. It's 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 not over yet. But hope is uh, for hope for where we want to be is dwindling. Well, you know the seasons where we thought we would go to where we wanted to go. It looked like it during the regular season, and they peaked at the wrong time by the end of the season. So. Maybe they're saving their best for last, and that's honestly what matters at the end of the day. So one can but, only hope that it'll it'll be the best for last when we have Max Scherzer wearing pinstripes. Uh, I think you're going to be disappointed, but oh, I know, I uh, believe me, I know, but a man, a, man, a man can dream. Yeah, um, but I think better days are ahead for them. But you know, it's been a crazy summer, man. But it's good talking to you. Let's fire Aaron Boone, shall we? So. Here we got for you today. It's going to be a, a a quick show. Not not a super amount going on, but enough to talk about. We got some NBA Finals going on. We're going to chat a little bit about the NBA Finals. We're going to talk some fantasy on this show. Believe it or not, we're going to actually talk some fantasy football because guess what? The regular season starts in almost two months. So we Can't are wait. we are getting into the swing. You know, we're going to we're going to have, of course, we do have the basement talk podcast fantasy show go check that out if you haven't already that features myself and adam caster we do that so if you are your the big fantasy junkies and you want some more fantasy football content you could go over there we will of course we'll be touching a lot on on, on fantasy as you know the summer goes on and when the nba finals get done and we need stuff to talk about because honestly if we talk about fucking baseball for the next two months i will go nuts so we're going to need stuff to talk about. And guess what? Fantasy is on the horizon. So we're going to talk a little fantasy. We're going to pick Jake's brain a little bit and see where he's at in terms of his overall fantasy strategy. I think if you listen to the Basement Talk podcast fantasy show, you know where I'm at. Um, but, of course, I'll chime in here and here and there where I'm not repeating myself. And then at the end of the show, we're going to debut kind of a brand new segment, kind of, sort of, not really, uh, what to watch. So uh, this weekend, of course, a big sporting weekend we will be talking about what the hell is on that you can watch in case you live under a rock. But the way we start every Basement Talk podcast, Jake, your deep sleeper of the week, sir. I have I have two, but one's kind of a quick one. That's sure. like kind of, it's just like a, hey, check this out. Yeah, sure. And then you'll be like, good show, bad show. On HBO Max, did not finish it yet, so don't spoil it. Mayor of Easttown, really good show. 
I've heard it's very good. I have not seen it yet, but I've heard it's very good. It's on my list. I'm on episode. There's only seven episodes, so yes. it's not just super going to take you an eternity. No, really good show, man. Re- like really blown away. Like, huh? Just go check it out. Um, that's number one. Uh, number two, deep sleeper here. Tailgate buses. We gotta we gotta have a discussion about this with football season coming up. Um, I do two group trips to MetLife Stadium every year. Um, going to three games this year. I think that's what I have scheduled, unless. You know, the Jets catch some fire and we're playing competitive games in December because it's too cold for me after a certain point. I, I don't bother going. Unless, um, it's, unless it's competitive, then you unless it's competitive. bother although, freezing your ass off. Yes, although the, the Jaguars-Jets game week 16, I think, of the season sounds kind of fun with Trevor Lawrence coming to town maybe maybe later in the year if I'm not doing anything. That will be like a, a last-minute thing if I end up wanting to freeze my, you know, what's off. Uh, ass off. It, in the, uh, in the, uh, the frozen tundra, but – Stumbled across a very good tailgate bus company. That's uh, part of our local Long Island uh, routes here. So it doesn't matter where, where it comes with the ticket. Like, let's just say, where, where do you like sitting for games? You, I assume you like the field level. If you're going to a game, I do, it's got to be like good like the seats. field level. Yes. It depends on the opponents, but I booked, I'm booking one. Um, I'm going to opening day. That's booked. But my group rate, my group trip for, I think it was 185 bucks. the guy gave me the price for. Field level ticket, bus to the game, to and from. They feed you, open bar, all for that. For 185 bucks. A group of 14. It's usually like 200, but like, I think because I got more people, like, because we're you a big group. You got the bundle. You got a bundle. Got the bundle. Sort of we got a bundle. But I mean, tickets, you do the math here. Tickets are what? A hundred bucks. Yeah. Right. Like a hundred bucks minimum. You pay for parking. That's 40, right? $40 yep. parking gas. It's going to cost you at least $30 a gas with the state of New York gas these days. It's might be costing you a whole lot more than that. It might cost um, you 30 million for gas. Yes. By the time um, September comes. And I assume you're not going to starve the whole day. And I assume you're not going to not drink anything all day. So I, I would prefer to go to a football game, well-fed and, well, well boost. Yes, yes. Yes. So you got to think about it. You feel like you're definitely getting your money's worth there. It's very good. Bus picks you up on a park and ride in Melville, exit 49 on the LIE. They take you to the game. So me and the boys organizing it is a different headache. Um, yes. So we have two trips. One of them, we're not using the bus because <clears throat> we're all, you know, scattered across Long Island. Um, not Long Island, just the whole tri-state area, to be completely honest with you. Um, we're just meeting, you know, probably going the, going up the night before, you know, having fun and then going to the game the next day. But, um, you know, organizing it is a pain in the ass, man. It's like, guys, this is how much it is. Oh, is it, a, is it any cheaper? No, it's not. Like, this is how much it is. Are you coming or not? Hey, you just got to commit. It's hey, just you, like, you know how it is people committing to anything. Yeah, it's like you can't talk to them about it. I'm like, is, but look at that. I'm like, guys, we need. Yes or no? Yes. We need 14 tickets. And with the group, my other group, we're going with 23 people. Like we need 23 tickets. Like you people have to stop being so selective here. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't kidding. But I think what the price that you're paying, I, I think it just it kind of, I mean, you're making your money back. Dude, I'm so pumped. I'm, I'm putting down the deposit. I was supposed to today. I got too sidetracked. I lost power in the middle of the day. I had to work. So that kind of threw me off my rhythm a little bit. Monday I'll book it. I'm going to, I got three games booked this year, opening day against the Patriots 
um, September, October 3rd against the Titans. That's going to be a slaughter, but it should be fun at the game at least. Just be and intoxicated. Then, You'll forget all about it. Yeah, well, that week that weekend is more for, you know, just like having fun, some old friends that I haven't seen in a long time. But hey, I'm maybe, not expecting maybe, a win. Maybe one of your fantasy leagues, just draft A.J. Brown, make, make it a little bit better. And then, yeah. And then in um, – we'll talk about A.J. Brown later, actually. Um, oh. Yeah. And uh, what do you call it? November 21st against Miami. I think that's a winnable game right there. I think, that you is. know, it's a winnable game. You know, that's where that we're with the high school buds. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, nice, fun year, hopefully, at MetLife Stadium. That's very fun. Yeah. That's very fun. I, I am trying to uh, schedule going to a Cowboys-Giants game. You but use the bus company, right? Right in your backyard. I might have to because the literally the, the parking ride is right there. And the Cowboys Giants at MetLife. Let me give a little shout out here. Is I believe it's in one of the December games. Yeah, December 19th. It's called Tailgate Bash. Tailgate Bash. Shout I'll give, out. I'll give, you, I'll give you the price right now for the Giants Cowboys game. Please got do. It, got it right here on the website. Oh. No free advertising unless it warrants it. So I, I mean, hey, if, if they would like to sponsor us, that would be awesome. The business I'm bringing to them. Yeah. Hey. All right. So lower level. We'll go end zone here. It's a little bit more pricey because it's the Giants. It's 290. Oh, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. I mean, a ticket to the game, lower level is probably like 200 bucks. And even yeah. if you just buy a ticket to the game, you could still get a uh, the bus ticket. If you don't want to worry yeah. about drop. Very good. Very good, pro- but they say to book in advance because these do fill up. So that's why we're we're taking care of it now. We're done. We don't have to worry about it. Your seat secured. Seat secured. Yes, that's beautiful. I might, I might have to do that. I might have to do that just because you know, I, I I always enjoy knowing that I am not responsible in terms of driving all the way to New Jersey to then have to drive back. No, no, no. I could go. I could have a grand old time. I can drink it up. I can have a nice little burger. I could be nice and full, nice and intoxicated, watching the Cowboys. And then I could sleep on the way back and just drive home and do my thing. Yeah. I see. I see no issue. No issue with that at all. All right. Very deep sleeper. That's a a very deep sleeper. I like that. I like that. Mine's not so deep, but it is something that is worth talking about. Uh, My deep sleeper for the week is Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, when's that starting? The premiere is August 16th, but the cast was released on Thursday. Oh, what we is have the cast? A crew. All right, I don't know about this, so this is breaking news. Let's okay. let's let's break we, it down here. We have some favorites. We do have some favorites. Okay, have you watched this season's Bachelor uh, Bachelorette with Katie? I have. I have. I have. I'm like two weeks behind. Um, okay, so what what we'll do is we'll we talk about Paradise. Yeah, and then next week we'll just kind of do a big time Bachelor review. My, but just real quick, Michael A is my favorite. I think is A Michael something. It's the, the dad. dad. Yes, dad. Michael A. I like him. I like him a lot. I Batman have- can go fuck himself. That guy is a loser. <laughs> that guy Connor. is a fucking loser. Like, Connor, dude, He's a I hate that guy. Connor, great name. He's insulting it. We'll talking about another Connor later on. But no, that guy's a loser. Well, this He's Connor a loser, has this Connor has loser. two ends. This Connor has two ends. The Connor oh. that we that we love and adore has one end. And then the other dude with the weird haircut that kind of looks like uh, drawing a blank here. I don't like him. Yeah, I think he got the first impression, Rose. Oh, um, Greg? Yeah, I don't like him. I like him. I, I like, like him. He's him and a... Catman, got to go. I but see my final see, they're four. They're like the two favorites, yeah. My final four right now is 
Well, I oh, I can't say it. I can't say it. I, I know somebody's there if that's what you're uh, yes. holding yes. off. Yes. Okay. My final four, then, if you know, it's Greg, Blake, Justin, I think his name is, the one with the very weird eyes, one of the very reactive eyes. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. And Andrew S., the football player. Uh, no Michael A. Maybe he got voted off, and I don't know. No Michael A. It was a, t- it was a tough a tough halt because you'll watch. He, he's kind of the- like the Abigail of this season. Are you bad at are – you, are you, nah. Next Let's go discussion. to paradise, shall we? Let's go to paradise. So I'm bumped. We have 20 for paradise. The first one up, Abigail. I'm in. And David Spade's the host of this too? Yes. Oh, dude, can it be August 16th? I can't wait. Abigail is on paradise. Of course, season 25 with uh, Matt. Where then is we- the paradise? It is – Hmm. Does it say on the article? It does not. Oh, it's in Mexico. Uh, don't leave the resort. <laughs> so Abigail, have her. We have Brendan from Claire and Tasha's season. Interesting. He was the one that was like, I don't know if I'm ready for marriage yet. Yep. And now here oh, he is. God. Oh. And now here he is. That could be a shit show. Continue. We have Deandra from Peter's season. Didn't Don't really remember. Know. Nope, neither did I. This was a, this was a new face to me. Uh, we have Ivan from Claire and Tasha's season. Eh, next, not my favorite choice either. No, we have Jasenia. Oh, now we really are getting to the shit list. Oh yes, we are. It gets better. Oh, is the next game next name who I think it is? We're getting there. We're getting there. Continue. Continue. We have. Joe, a absolute king, a, a goat, really. What season? Season 14 on Becca's season. Okay, yes. Now, that's a that's a while ago. Yes, a goat. But we love Joe. We have Carl from Katie's season. Carl is a guy. Carl, Carl is, is stirring up the shit. I like him. He was just there. He was just reveling in everything. He was he, just he's a potential match with Jasenia. He loved it. Him and Jasenia could be. I listen. I, if Bachelor franchise wants to hire me for you know the little Love Is Blind. Now what's that show again that I liked on MTV? Regardless, you know. They no, it's Love Is Blind. No, Love Is Blind is the one with the pods. What's the? Are you the one? Are you the one? Are you the one? Yes, That's are you it. the one? That's great, it. You know, if they want to hire me to you know match people up and do all that, you know, it's just... yeah, fuck it. Sure. Follow my LinkedIn. Yeah, they'll pay you. They'll pay you a good amount of money. So we have Carl. Then we have Kelsey from Peter's season. Don't remember. The blonde. All right, we're off to a good start. Next. (laughs) I say blonde. He says next. We have Kenny from Claire and Tasha's season. Oh, he was a savage. I liked him. Yes, the boy band manager. Yes. Yep, I liked him. Very good. I liked him. Then we have – this was an interesting one. We have Mari. From Matt season, who slept on. I don't know how she made it on Paradise, but yeah, sure, sure. We then have Marissa from Peter's season. Had no idea she was even a thing. No, me neither. We then have Natasha from Peter's season. I the name definitely sounds familiar. I mean, she was pretty. She was pretty. Yeah. We then have 
from Tasha's season. Bennett. Noah. Uh, is question is Bennett on the season with Noah? No. That's what sucks. Uh, is that all that's the names? What I said. We're done with the roster, or is there still more? Oh, we still have more. Okay, continue. We still have more. We then have Serena from Matt's season. We then have Serena P from Matt's season. So both Serenas from Matt's season. I didn't love either. Neither did I. We then have Tajwan from Colton's season. And then we have, uh, let's see. Oh, okay. We have Tammy from Syracuse. Okay. From Peter's season. We have Victoria Paul. Wow, you almost had me. There's no way she's on this. And then we have Queen Victoria herself. No way. As a blonde. Oh, man. No, man. No, 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 no. She, she's just asking for with David Spade, too. That was David Spade. A rookie host is going to control all this. A rookie host is in charge to control all of this mess. Now, a couple things. Is that all of them? That's it. A couple of them I'm missing right there. Number one, why is MJ now with Yesenia? Thank you. Where's Bennett? Thank you. Where's Ed and Chasen? Thank you. And there's one more. Oh, well, Kit, she she probably realized this was just too much to in over her head. Agreed. Agreed. Other than that, there's really no guys for Katie season that really are. Carl was the one. If they were going to pick one, it would be Carl or Thomas, I guess. Well, Thomas is a little weird. He kind of like, I don't See, know. Now, I, heard, I heard a rumor that. Thomas was actually on Paradise. That there was a rumor that they pr- Thomas he probably dropped out after. Well, there was the rumor that I heard was that Thomas actually ended up being with Becca Cuffrin, which would have been a hell of a match. Next podcast, we will match up these contestants. Yes, but I there, think so. there is that'd be a good segment. There is a lot to to unpack. Is I. Honestly, I think there's some matches here. I I, I, I do. I think uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, there was like a couple of them that I heard. I was like, wow, I could see I could see her with that person. I could see, you know. Yeah, I like it. I I'm, think I'm pumped. There's there was one match that I said right away. Let's I, hear it. I really, really like Ivan with Abigail. No, I don't like that. I, I like, like you know who I like with Abigail, like Loki, a sleeper. Who? How about Brendan? I, that was my next one. If it's not, you know, Ivan, you know who would be a great bat. You know we need. You know why he's definitely not on, on Paradise. Ben Smith is going to be the Bachelor. That's exactly what I who ha- I said the other day. Ben Smith has to be on the next bat. He has to be the next Bachelor. Maybe they're I, just done with Bachelors after the last one we had because like that could not have gone anywhere. The, the last one. How about the last like six? Yeah, but the last one was like, oh, other oh. than Juan Pablo, this was the worst one we've ever had. Hands down. Hands, not, hands down, not close. It's not even close. No, Matt was a, Matt was just a, a disaster. I would have loved Ed. Ed would have been great Ed for and this. Chasen, Ed and Jason there, that would be something. They and, didn't reignite any rivalries, though, which I no. did not like. No, they really didn't. And there was rumors, too, that I heard Madison was going to be on and nothing. 
I miss MJ too. You know, MJ, MJ would be great with boy band manager, Kenny. I think it's a very good shout. We can do a better job than these people of pairing people up. Like just, I, I we should make so. our own show. We should, we should just, we just be love, love makers right there. Well, we, what we'll do is we will take the deficiencies of all three shows or three or four. I can't count right now that involve people finding true love. And it's kind of like how Dana started the UFC. He found the, the, you know, the flaws of boxing and all other combat sports and turns it into one. We, we could do the same thing and we can become rich. If we can, I'm all for it. And we could hire Rogan to commentate our show and be the host. Joe, we will hire him anytime, <laughs> anytime. Joe, Joe is a King. We stand Joe Rogan. Uh, and one more thing before we go on to talking about the NBA finals. Um, Another quick deep sleeper, since Jake had one, I'll hit this one very quickly. Um, I mentioned this on the Basement Talk podcast fantasy show on Friday. Um, Big Brother has returned to our screens. A fantastic, fantastic show. But then the real kicker, and this is the explanation that I was saying on the uh, on the fantasy show, was we then jumped to Love Island right after. Love Never Island. Seen it. Love Never Island seen it. is fantastic. Heard, I've been told by a lot of my friends that I would like that. Yes, you would. You would. So, and now what you could do also is if you wanted to start Big Brother, you could start Big Brother. But then but Big Brother is also a commitment, Jake. I think that also I need to say that because Big Brother is three nights. I tried Friends and like that was way too much of a commitment. I'm like, eh. friends, friends sucks. Friends is a terrible program. Big Brother, boring. Big Brother is three nights. You have Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday. But. The way that I describe it to people, which it makes sense, is it's the same way that I would say describing The Bachelor or The Bachelorette is you're programming your body to sit on the sofa now at 8 o'clock on Thursdays and 8 o'clock on Sundays. What else would you? Yep, I see where you're going. Big Brother is only an hour and a half. So then what do you do for the next 90 minutes? Well, you watched Love Island. Love Island then takes you to 11 o'clock. Boom, there's three hours and perfect. A little bit of a scheduling conflict, though. Eight o'clock on Thursdays is in the dark on the CW. Big fan of that show. Ooh. Good show. Ooh. Check it out. But that's also, why. Go ahead. Okay, a little side note. We were talking about like Friends. Show. You ever see One Tree Hill? I have seen One Tree Hill. I like that it. show. Yeah, it's my favorite show. Outside of outside of Breaking Bad, that's probably. Oh, or no, no, excuse me. Cobra Kai has emerged as my new favorite show. But I was I was about to say, what what happened to Cobra Kai? Did did you fall September. out of love? I, I love I love Cobra Kai. I gave I gave Cobra Kai a try. It was good. It was it good. Was amazing. William Zopka is like the funniest dude ever. I, I I'm I'm much I'm on the reality TV wave right now. That's yeah, kind of that. I feel it. I feel that's it. where I'm lying. I mean, Bachelorette Bachelorette is terrible. Like the season itself sucks, but this there's just so season. much. There's so much drama that I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'll tune the in. Ta- I, the Tasha like Claire tea. season has to like be up there with like that. That was an iconic season. The Tasha yes. season, the Tasha Claire season, iconic. Just the amount of shit houseery that went down. Yeah, that was like an iconic season. Iconic and will live in infamy, to put it mildly. So, yeah. deep sleeper done. Let's talk about the finals. Suns up to nothing. Devin Booker has looked great. Chris Paul has looked absolutely amazing. I mean, he's looking like a guy that's just on DeAndre a mission. DeAndre Ayton balling out too. DeAndre Ayton balling out as well. And and you know what? I'll give credit to Giannis as well. Giannis, he's balling. I, Giannis, game one, 
it definitely had a tough go of it, but still had a really, really solid game in game one. But game two, he, he almost tried to bring the Bucks back from the grave by himself. But this is kind of the problem the Bucks have is it's Giannis. And then outside of that, who else? Yeah, well, Bucks, it's now or never because next year, storm is coming. That's all I have to say. I agree. The New York Knicks are coming back. <laughs> oh, they are. The New York Knicks are coming back. Yeah. Coach of the year, Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, Monty Williams not winning the coach of the year. Come on. Uh, they, I, I Listen, I agree with that decision wholeheartedly. I think it was a great decision. <laughs> well, I'm great, sure Monty, great, Williams, great Monty Williams would trade that in for another piece of – another trophy. Oh, absolutely he would. Are you kidding? I would, tr- but, I would try that in for another but trophy. But in all honesty, I, I, I'm not really surprised. I had the Suns winning in five, and that's what I think is going to happen now. Um, the Suns are just a better team. I was not impressed. The, the only reason why the Bucks are here is because James Harden and Kyrie Irving got hurt. Yeah. Like – they were healthy. They're out in five against Brooklyn. Now, is it – I mean, I don't want to talk too much about the Nets. I want to just keep it more towards the finals. But I do want to ask you this question that I that I heard, and I wanted to ask you about it. I, I'm not insinuating that I believe this. I'm not saying that yeah. you know, it's true or not, but just out of curiosity. I heard a take that said if they had to choose between one or the other, Kyrie or James Harden, Easy. If the Nets had Kyrie Irving on the floor, the Nets would have beaten the Bucs. No, it's not true. We, if, if we had James Harden, 100%, we would have won. James Harden's, better, James Harden's better than Kyrie. Oh, That's I agree. A, I agree. If we, had, if we had, you know, half of James Harden, but the thing is, if Kyrie was healthy, James Harden wouldn't have been playing. Now, I'm not sure if the take was 50% of Kyrie or 50% of Harden. Because I think 50% of either, I think I would take the 50% of Kyrie but 100% of either, I'm taking Harden, 100%. Yeah. Just yeah. because Kyrie, point guard, that whole you know position, whole, whole thing. Make sure you dish the ball to KD, and that's that. Yeah, I, but just to answer your question, though, if we're choosing players, it's it's Harden. But if Kyrie was healthy, um, like 100%, we wouldn't have seen Harden play at all if he wasn't 100%. And I think right. the Nets would have taken care of business in six, um, five or six, if we just had Kyrie. If we had all three 100%, it would have been over in four. Arguably a sweep. I mean, my my prediction for that is if it was all three, I would have said Nets in five. Yeah. I mean, even, even with two, even with two, whether it was going to be KD, Kyrie, but, Kyrie, Harden, Harden. Yeah, you, you give credit, though, to the Bucks, man. You know, you give credit to them. You tip your cap. But, um, you know, and, and you could say the same thing about the uh, about the Suns, why they're in the finals. If they ran into a fully healthy Los Angeles Lakers team with Anthony Davis, they might not have even gotten out of the first round. I mean, how about a Clippers team with Kawhi? Without Kawhi Leonard, exactly. It's just that's the theme of the season of the of the NBA postseason right now. It's just yeah. the two healthiest teams are in the finals. Oh, the Bucks were that were the healthiest team in the East until you know the last two games against the Atlanta Hawks. But the fact that the Atlanta Hawks were in the come on, the Atlanta Hawks should not have been in the Eastern Conference Finals. No, the Sixers didn't have a healthy Joel Embiid. Mm-mm. So. It's been a weird NBA postseason. No one, the ratings are down. I mean, you know the NBA postseason. The NBA postseason is not the same right now. If Stephen A. Smith is at Conor McGregor's fight instead of the NBA Finals, that's true. Like that's when you know. No, it's a hundred percent true. They don't even have him covering it. Like if you had LeBron versus KD right now, where do you think Stephen A. Smith's going to be? Uh, Stephen A. is courtside. Yeah, he's not. He's not courtside. He's, he's not talking ESPN to Conor McGregor. Talking about. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He's not sitting down. He's not having his little uh, one-on-one with with McGregor. 
He's having exactly. a one-on-one with LeBron. He's having a one-on-one with KD or, or Harden or Kyrie or whatever. But, I mean, I, me personally, I think I've, I've found the finals to be very entertaining. I, 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 maybe I'm just a bitter, biased Nets fan here, but... I think so. I'm just, I know what's going to happen, though. That, that's why, like... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... I mean, game three, game three will be very telling because I think if, if, if Milwaukee win, then game four, I think is worth watching for a lot of people. If Phoenix, yeah, Phoenix wins win. game three, then, you know, you, you just, you're basically planning the parade. You're planning the parade at that point. And it's just kind of like, you know, who, who, who's going to watch game four, you know, if, yeah. if they, if, if Milwaukee pulls it out, then great, you know, it'll be three, one, they go back to Phoenix and you know, that's that. But if Milwaukee win game three, then game four is worth watching. If they even up the series, then you can, then you can really say, okay, you know, I agree. But while we're on the topic of NBA, there are a couple things that I do want to bring up that we have not been able to discuss. And probably the one thing that everyone has been talking about is the collapse of the Philadelphia 76ers and namely what the hell do they do with Ben Simmons? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I, it might be a little bit of a hot take, but I would probably trade Joel Embiid. Like that's a hot I take. Would, I would trade Joel Embiid because dude, he's always hurt. Like what, what do they expect for the rest of his career to be? He doesn't I mean, get any better from here. That's the same thing with the with, with the Lakers with Anthony Davis. I mean, big men that get hurt repeatedly don't have long careers. No, you're you're hundred percent so, right. So, you know, I saw I I rarely agree with this guy, but I saw Colin Cowherd say to trade Anthony Davis for Damian Lillard. Yes, I would do that in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. If I'm the Lakers. But and but if I'm the Sixers, man, like I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I know that they had the whole trust the process, but I would blow the whole thing up. I really would. I think you have two incompatible players, and one of them's injury prone, and the other one's not going to be that perennial superstar. His confidence is shot. You, his confidence is shot. You get what you can for him, and blow the whole thing up, and, and start over because I mean, the Nets aren't going anywhere. The Bucks were just in the finals. You know, I'm trying to think of some other teams in the the Celtics. Miami, the Celtics will rebound. Miami, the Celtics, Knicks. Celtics, Celtics are. Yeah, Jason Tatum's a baller. Jason, Ta- that, Jason Tatum is there. Jason Tatum's there. I don't think Jalen Brown's as good as people say he is just because he had an all-star season. Yeah, um, I don't either. The, the Atlanta Hawks were in the conference finals. Yep. Um, yep and then the, the Miami Heat are going to rebound next year. So the Knicks are going to get better. The thing with the Knicks is they they were exposed a little bit in the playoff. The book might be out on them. That's what I, they have to retool this roster. If they yes, go into the, I, if they I go agree. into next season with the same with the same cast of characters, it they they might regress. But if they they have to get another point guard, like that, yes, they, they have they need guards. They need guards badly, and I, I'll keep referring to it. But Obi Toppin over Ty, Tyrese Halliburton is going to be it's talked about for a long time. But I would I I will say this with Obi Toppin over Halliburton is if you take Halliburton. Do you then take quickly? Who, who, but, but who right away? Yeah, quickly Hall, Halliburton has outperformed and he has shocked everybody. Halliburton looks like a superstar, man. Yes, he, he does. really does. Absolutely. Quickly looks like a nice rotational player. Like, is he who going you to probably be... ship off in a trade for a superstar? Most likely, exactly. But the thing is, I look at the landscape outside of Damian Lillard, which 
Dame kind of strikes me as an out West guy, to be honest with you. I think if he were to be traded, I don't think he's going to be traded either. Um, that's number one. But outside of that, I, I don't see any other, I don't see any of those other type of guys, like to be completely honest with you. The only other guy, well, there, there's two that jump off the page for me that I think would be doable for the Knicks. It's Bradley Beal is one. Is Bradley Beal actually good or is he a product of just stat padding on a shitty team? I've seen that debate all over the place. I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of both. Like, I don't think Bradley Beal is bad by any means, but do I think that he's, you know, great? That's what I'm kind of talking about more. No, I th- I think he's very good, but I don't think he's great. And the other one is, of course, CJ McCollum. That's another guy, though, that's like not really a superstar. It's underwhelming. It's underwhelming. It's, it's underwhelming. So so you have a choice if you are, and I don't want to make this too much about the Knicks, but it's this is a New York-based podcast, and a lot of people listen to this are, are Knicks fans, so we're just going to go at it. If you are, and, and I'm asking this as, as a neutral, Jake. If you are the Knicks, do you make a run at Lonzo Ball? No. I'm, I really don't think he's anything special. Neither do I. I. I think they'd be much better off going after a guy like Kyle Lowry. Yep. I think he can provide a lot of what Chris – Chris Ball was the guy, but that ain't happening now. No. Um, but I think Kyle Lowry can do a lot of – he can kind of have that, have that impact on the Knicks like Chris Paul had on the Phoenix Suns. To, to a lesser extent. My question, my question though, is would Kyle Lowry come to New York if let's say, let's say the Lakers knock on Kyle Lowry's door. Is Kyle Lowry going to turn down playing with LeBron and AD to come to the Mecca? Probably not. Probably not. So a, a I guy think... that I like a lot more than Kyle Lowry, not Kyle Lowry, than Lonzo. I like Dennis Schroeder a lot more than Lonzo Ball. Mm, I don't believe. Yeah. They're, they're, this, this whole narrative of not dude, LeBron James does not make his teammates better. I think that's literally the most overblown argument in all of sports. I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent. Literally everybody that's left the Lakers to get away from LeBron James, that LeBron James said wasn't good enough has got uh, look at Brandon Ingram. Yep. Look at Julius Randle. Julius Randle's another example. He needs a left hand, but he does. No, he does. I he needs to go right. Excuse me. Well, I, I would say this with the Knicks is if there is a way where you can improve this team, and and honestly, off the top of my head, I don't know how you do it, but if there is a way that you can improve this team where you're still competitive for next year while you're still playing the kids, you're still giving quickly the minutes, um, you're, you're still, you know, letting Obi Toppin grow into it and hoping that, you know, something develops for him in year two. Maybe Mitchell Robinson comes back and decides that he wants to be healthy. If there's a way that you can improve that team, uh, I think what they, what they did this year was smart in terms of giving guys two-year deals with the second year being player or club options. I think that, that was the best way to do it. And I think we could see a lot of that again for this offseason is giving guys two-year deals where the first year guaranteed, second year being a club option. So that way you're suiting up for 2022 offseason where then you can plunge into a free agent pool 
that from what I recall off the top of my head is a loaded, loaded, loaded free agent class. And if I could pull it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's juiced. You have talk about next year. Yeah. 2022. You have, uh, I'm just going off of the guys. I mean, you have KD there, you have Harden there. They're not going to opt out. They're not leaving, but you have Steph Curry. You're going to have Chris Paul. You're going to have Bradley Beal. You have Jimmy Butler. Um, I really have reservations about Jimmy Butler. I do too, especially at, at the time when he'll be a free agent, he'll be 33. He's going to be in that like win the championship mode. I, I, I think so. I mean, uh, Bradley Beal's attainable though. I think so. Or, or if you, if you don't want it to be uh Bradley Beal, CP3 Bradley... is probably going to be a little over the hill by then. What's he going to be 39? Yeah, he'll be 39. Uh, Zach Levine will be available. Um, Possibly doable. I think I think that's doable. I think it's very very doable. Uh, Aaron Gordon will be available if that's oh, the kind he, of guy that he sucks. One, I think he sucks too. Yeah, uh, Kawhi. But uh, we've talked about this on, on the show that we think he's more of a West Coast guy. I I would yeah. I would agree there. But I think the number one thing that the Knicks really 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 need is they have to go out and they have to find a point guard where they are not relying. Fucking. Oh my God! If I didn't see Alfred Payton start another goddamn game, for what about Spencer Knicks, Dinwiddie? I wouldn't mind that. Nets better keep that man. They're the pay luxury tax. So I gotta say, you have his bird rights. There's no excuse. Joseph Sai, five years, one twenty-five, whatever it takes. I wouldn't mind that. I would not mind Spencer Dinwiddie. Nets That'd better be keep nice. him. He said he'd come back for five, one twenty-five. Better keep him. Just real quick before we move on here. Yes. Kevin Love, can he still play, yes or no? Uh, Kevin Love or Blake Griffin? Which one would you think is Blake better Griffin. for the Nets? Blake Griffin. I think, I think Nets give Blake Griffin their mid-level exception. I think they sign Kevin Love when he gets bought out to kind of fill that void. LaMarcus Aldridge. I, I still have hope maybe LaMarcus Aldridge gets some new medication or something and comes back. We we have LaMarcus Aldridge for, against the Bucks. I think we win that series. But I hope we don't sign P.J. Tucker. I don't like him. Um, I would rather have. I think Kevin Love can still play a little bit, and I think he can splash some threes. So I would take him. Yeah, I think I, as a reclamation project, I would take contender, him. Yeah, a hundred percent, I would take him on something that's low risk, very low risk on a one on a one year deal. Yeah, sure. Him, Why not? him. I think uh, you saw it with Blake Griffin. I think Kevin Love still has something in the tank. I think so, and I don't think it's a bad take at all. I don't think it's yeah. a very very bad take at all. All right, Jake. Let's talk some fantasy. Yeah, let's do it. Talk some fantasy. So, um, let's first talk about, and I don't know how much of a deep dive you've done, but in terms of in terms of where you see better teams being formed, front, middle, or back of drafts, where would you like to be, and where you're starting, where you would like to start. What's your overall strategy with those first two or three picks there that you have? It always changes. If I'm picking in the first four picks, I'm taking one of the big time running backs. Um, I'm not going to lie to you though, man. Like we have to kind of play a little bit of what if here, because I think this will ultimately be the result. I think if I'm picking five, I'm taking Devonte Adams. If Aaron Rodgers is back under center, I think he's as safe. I think he's as safe as it comes in fantasy. If Rodgers is his quarterback that even with Jordan love, I still think, Devontae Adams is a first-round pick in fantasy, to be completely honest with you. Interesting. 
I believe in Jordan. Love, I believe in love a lot more than most. Um, to be completely honest with you. Yes, you do. Um, yeah, I, I think he can play. I think they would be fine. Not fine as in like Super Bowl contenders, but I think they would contend for the division even if they still had, even if they had Jordan Love. Well, the division's terrible, so that wouldn't really yeah. require much. No, I, I think they would be. I think they'd be still a good team, and I still think Devontae Adams would be fine. We saw him put up numbers with Brett Hundley um, when Rodgers was hurt. Yep. Uh, many years ago. Um, so where I would like to be in fantasy, I would like to be one of those first four picks, or I would like to be in the last four picks, if that makes sense. I don't yeah. want to be in that that in between that four to eight, no good. I'd rather be eight to 12 where I can mm-hmm. snag a second year guy like Cam Akers, who I think is going to be a stud this year. I'm big on the second year running backs. Like if I can get like, where's Jonathan Taylor getting mocked right Jonathan now? Jonathan Taylor right now is the sixth running back off the board. So what is that? Like pick seven, pick six, pick six, the first, oh, right the, the first round, the first round, according to NFC, when I looked on Friday, the first 10 picks are all running backs. So first 10 picks. Wow. So they're all can, running backs. So if t- the first 10 picks were all running backs, I would go receiver receiver in the first two rounds. You can't okay. deny two wide receiver ones. Like if I can start my draft with Devonte Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Hill. Hill's a little, f- I've never listened. Hill puts up numbers. He's just so there's some weeks where it's just like, he rough. kills you. Kills me. Like Hopkins every week. Adams every week consistent consistent. as they get. Like if I can start my team with Hopkins and Adams, I'm feeling pretty good about my chances. And if the third, like I saw JK Dobbins was like a third rounder in 12 league. Yep. He's going, he's going 26th overall right now. I I looked on Friday. I I like JK Dobbins right there a lot. Um, But if I can start off with those two and I can get like a Joe Mixon in the third round, the guy that has that RB one upside, I feel content. I would go receiver, receiver, and then back to back running backs and just kind of beat, just kind of throw a lot of darts at running backs in rounds three to three to six, three to seven around there. Sure. I mean, we've had this conversation on the fantasy show a couple of times where I agree with you. It, it, I would rather be at the, the extreme front or the extreme back. Yes. And that's where I'm at in three spots. I have a one pick. I have an eight pick and I have a 10 pick. The 10 pick is in a 10 man. So I have, I have that turn and that's a keeper league too. 10 man so, league. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. But it's a keeper league. It's been going on for a long time. So, you know, is what it is. But that's where I'm considering pulling off Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler doing that double running back and trying and trying to get that there. Because me personally, I just feel like receiver is so deep where it's more important to me where I have those two running backs just on lock. Well, really, really three because I'd be keeping Mike Davis for an eighth. So I would, I would start having Davis Taylor Eckler. And then for an 11th, I get DK Metcalf. I don't love Austin Eckler. I think he's not an every down back. I think he's another one that's always hurt. I don't love him when he plays. He's phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but it's when he plays 20 plus. Exactly. That's my only reservation with him. Like I, I love Cam Akers this year. Like I, Cam Akers is being kept in that league. It's the problem. But if he was there, I, the I would keep him in heartbeat. I would take him what literally about, like that. What about um some other guys here that I like? Alaire, no. DeAndre Swift to me is a guy that's really overvalued. Maybe I'm just not. I go I back just, and forth. I go keep, back and forth on him. I just would like no part of the Lions' offense. I like, agree, and that's off. That offense is just a disaster. 
it's it's an absolute disaster. Like, I don't want any part of it. Maybe the only guy that I would want, depending on the price, would be Hawkinson. I think Adam and I have talked about that yeah. a couple of times. Where I think Jamal uh, Williams is a sneaky late round target. I do too because I think if the Lions are bad, which I think they're going, they're going to, be, to throw. They're going to throw number Jared one, yeah. or number two. They're not going to really try and put Swift out there too much. If this is going to be for you know they're trying to compete for a high draft pick, yeah. So they could just throw in the towel and say, you know what, Swift's our guy for the future. We're not going to put him in too many they compromising saw Todd positions. Todd Gurley's just visited there too, by the way. Yeah, which would be – he just yeah. visited there? He visited there a couple weeks ago and okay. left without a deal. Oh, he I visited remember, there that. and he visited the Kansas City Chiefs, left both places without a deal. But, I mean, we're talking about Adrian Peterson all over again with, with yeah. Swift. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Gurley in Detroit, I, I, I'd be out on that. I I would be out on that. And I I like Swift. He's fallen a little bit, which is better for him. But you know, for me, it's a Detroit line. It's a Detroit line. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um I want to do a couple things. So you said you were high on the year two running backs. I want you Love to them. I want you to rank these guys for me. And we'll do this. We'll do it in we'll do it in half point PPR. Half point PPR, keep okay. it civil. Rank them. Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins. DeAndre Swift. Number one, Jonathan Taylor. Two, Cam Akers. Three, big-time sleeper here, J.K. Dobbins. Mm. Four, Clyde. Five, Swift. Six, Antonio Gibson. I don't love Antonio Gibson. Explain explain yourself. Well, number one, I think uh, J.D. McKissick is still very involved in that offense, um, which definitely hurts him. And number two, I just don't think Gibson's that great at foot. Like, I don't. I just think the other guys are more talented than him. Like, I don't. Is that like so egregious to say? And with Ryan Fitzpatrick on their center, I'm telling you right now, they are going to fling the football around. Barry McLaurin, and he doesn't really. And Fitz with running, I feel like Fitz outside of. None of those Tampa running backs were successful with him. Those Miami ones last year, they were all right. Like, Miles Gaskin was pretty serviceable, but he wasn't like, you know, I don't know. I just think Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't really support running backs like that. I think it's going to be sure. more of an open offense where the the, the uh, football team receivers are, are a different story. But the running game, eh. But I also think J.K. Dobbins is going to be a stud this year with with Lamar Jackson, the triple option. There's no more Mark Ingram. Gus Edwards will be relegated to just short yardage duty. Dobbins in the passing game is better. Um, all over the place, Justice Hill is really just a return man. This is Dobbins' year, like plain and simple. Um, this is Dobbins' year. But Cam Akers, Taylor, safe as it gets for me with the second-year running backs. I think you take them without, without having any, any hesitation whatsoever. So let's do this now. Let's do a want to go quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end for our Basement Talk podcast listeners. For Basement Talk like podcast or... fantasy show listeners, we did a whole breakdown on this on the fantasy like show. sleepers, like like what are we talking here? We're gonna do sleep one sleeper, one bust for each position. And I've okay. I've given some. I'll give I'll give some here. I'm not gonna participate, but we did a whole breakdown of these as well on the I got fantasy you. show. Let's we're, go where we've given more. So 
we'll do this here. So we'll start with quarterback. Uh, sleeper quarterback for you, Jake. I'm not going to lie to you. Jalen Hurts is a sleeper for me. He's one of my favorites. I he think Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts is a big time sleeper. Like, yeah, I really, I, I really think he's a sleeper. Like, yeah, I love it. I, and I think if Jordan Love starts with the Packers, I think he's also a sleeper. Yeah, I don't mind it, especially in a pass heavy offense like Green Bay is. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. Bust quarterback here. Um, this might sound a little uh, like I think he's going to be better efficient wise but fantasy wise i don't think he's going to be great matthew stafford i think will be overdrafted but i think his efficiency and it will be more rely the rams are a run first football team that offense is run first so i think stafford's not going to be airing it out like he used to in detroit playing garbage time games like i think this will be more of a you know balanced offense if that makes sense so yeah no, i think stafford's sense. an overdraft for me um but jalen hurts big time sleeper could be salty uh sleeper for me i'm going with matt ryan and I th- i'm not okay. saying it's someone that's gonna you know shatter the glass ceiling or anything like every that. fucking year i take that guy though man yeah i mean but he he's someone that i think has a relatively safe floor he'll get you your 15 16 fantasy points that you want on your quarterbacks I don't know if he's a guy that's going to be a 25, 30-point guy. He may get you you a couple of those games, but I don't think that he's someone that is just going to be, you know, boom. But is he someone that, say, say you're looking at drafting Joe Burrow and you need a guy to pair with Burrow in case Burrow is not there week one, I think Matt Ryan is the perfect guy for that. I think Matt Ryan is absolutely perfect for that. Or their ADPs, give me Matt Ryan over Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, Tom Brady right now is being drafted as the as the QB eight. Yeah, it's that that's no. not for me. No, not for me either. Um, a bust for me. Um, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers, and that's pending that he plays. Of course, pending if he doesn't play, I'm not going to be taking Aaron Rodgers. But if he plays, I am going with Aaron Rodgers just because I think that right now Aaron Rodgers is being drafted as the QB nine. That is according to NSC, and. If Aaron Rodgers comes back tomorrow and says, oh, I'm going to play this season, Aaron Rodgers will probably be drafted as the QB6, going ahead of Herbert, going ahead of uh, Russell Wilson, going ahead of Tom Brady. That, for me, is too rich. The guy had a 9.1 touchdown percentage last year. That is just – it's too high. You bring that you bring that number down to 6.2, 6.3% touchdown rate, he ranks the QB10. He's got 10. that boy Tay Adams, though. Like, he's, got that boy, he's got that boy Tay Adams, but guess what? 48 touchdowns is probably not going to happen again. That's the thing. And you're drafting that guy as the QB six. That, yeah. that, that for me is just not worth it. I mean, you, even if, if there's play- other, there's other guys that are, you could go wrong. You really can't go wrong with Aaron Rodgers, though, man. No, no, you can't go wrong with Aaron Rodgers, but I just think where you're drafting him as QB six, if he does turn into the QB six or QB seven, it's not worth it. But if, if he stays at QB nine, I think that's very worth it. I think it's very yeah. worth it. It's me being, it's me being very nitpicky. Uh, all right, uh, sleeper running back, Jake. Wow. So this is a tough position here for me. Um, mm-hmm. Sleeper running back. I, I don't want to be called a homer here, but I think Michael Carter's a sleeper running back. I was going to say him if you didn't. Like, you know, I usually fall into traps with rookies. I'm not doing it again this year. But if you look at the Jets' backfield, what do they have back there? Um, Tevin, Tevin Coleman. Coleman, who's always hurt. Yep. Ty Johnson who's been here for two like for a year now. We we know what he is. Yep. 
outside of that, there's they were. I'm telling you right now, man. They were so excited to draft this kid. They drafted him in the fourth round in the hundreds, or I think it was the 92nd overall pick. I'm not too sure. I, 92 or in the regardless fourth round. They said they would have taken him if they had their third round pick, 66 overall. They were so pumped to get this guy. And what 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 do you do when you have a rookie quarterback? You run the ball. Yep. You do a lot of screen passes. Carter is already getting first team reps with this team in OTAs. I, I have a good feeling about this kid. That's all I'm saying. So it's a sleeper. No, I think it's a very good shot. It's a very good shot. I think I think Michael Carter is going to be a slow burn because I think they're going to want to use like a Cam Coleman. Akers from last year. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's going to be kind of like a Cam Akers, kind of like a J.K. Dobbins as well, where they work him in. But I think by the end of the year, we're talking about Michael Carter being the number one guy for for the New York Jets and your bus, Jake. I'm not going to say DeAndre Swift because we already talked about him. And I sure. feel like I've talked about Josh Jacobs a lot on this show. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Aaron Jones scares me a lot this year. That's interesting because Adam said that as well. And and he's being drafted right now as the RB12. I don't mind that I think too AJ much. Dillon might get a little bit more work this year. I think so. In the second he, round last year. But he could end up being like, he could just take the Jamal Williams touches. And... Oh, no, 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 no. He's not a pass catcher like Jamal Williams was. There's no That's that, true. No, that's also yeah. true. That's I think I think AJ Dillon could poach him a little bit on the goal line. That's kind of my big concern. Because he is a massive man. And usually, when running backs get that second contract, they're usually not living up to the bill. Um, Look at Zeke. I, Aaron Jones is a first round pick, I assume, this year in those first ten picks. I uh, no, no, he is wow. act, he is actually outside the the top ten. It's let me, let, me, let me pull it up. You keep going. I'll tell you exactly I, I just, who, who the top ten guys are. I don't know, man. Like he 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 definitely scares me. Like. Every even we said it after his breakout season that the touchdowns. I just think the touchdown regression is coming. Okay, you ready for it? Let's hear. Where's it going? Okay, so the top ten guys are McCaffrey in order. By the way, McCaffrey, Cook, Kamara, Henry, Taylor, Barkley, Elliott, Eckler, Akers, Chubb. They're still drafting Zeke in the first round. They are. You better not do that this year. You do that every year. You take Zeke on your teams, and you're just. I didn't have Zeke. Any, I didn't have Zeke anywhere last year. You, I, I feel like every year you have him. Whenever we're in a league together, but no, just I didn't have I, Zeke last I, year. I, 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 I think this might be this might be it for Zeke in Dallas this year. To be completely honest with you, don't they I have think, an out? I think so. In my keeper league, I'm I'm going heave ho on Tony Pollard in the double digit rounds. Dak is gonna be nice this year. Oh yes, he is. Oh yes, he is. Uh, sleeper, sleeper running back for me. Uh, I'm going with Raheem Mostert because I think if he if he is healthy, he's the number one guy in San Francisco. Plain and simple. He's very efficient too, and he's very efficient. Kyle Shanahan has said that ideally, obviously, kidding that he wants to run the ball 500 times. So he's gonna have to. He said he says that he wants to run the ball a ton. Give me Raheem Mostert. Now he has to stay healthy. If he can't stay healthy. And you have two, three weeks where, you know, Trey Sermon is getting the opportunities and you have Jeff Wilson there as well. It doesn't look good then for Raheem Mostert. But I think, you know, where he's going in the seventh, eighth round as a guy that you just take a, take a stab on, especially if you go zero RB, I think is a fantastic, fantastic guy to go for if you go zero RB, uh, Raheem Mostert. My bust, I was going to say Aaron Jones. I am going to say Miles Sanders, however, and more so 
because look at what the Eagles have done this offseason. If Nick Sirianni really wanted Miles Sanders to be his guy, he wouldn't have gone out and he wouldn't have drafted Kenny Gainwell. He wouldn't have gone out and he wouldn't have signed Jordan Howard. He wouldn't have gone out and he wouldn't have signed my son, Carry on Johnson. But he did all those things. So he brought in three running backs to now compete with Miles Sanders and take the load off of him. Whatever the hell that means. You also yeah, have on him. You also have Jalen Hurts, who wants to run the ball, create his own lanes. So that just creates a whole different level of issues for Miles Sanders. And yeah, no, I'm no, I'm Another not good, on that one. Another good sleeper, actually, like where he's going to do. I think Zach Moss is a decent little sleeper this year. I think I think he's a great one, especially if, if Buffalo really want to make him the number one guy. Damian Harris as well in New England. Yeah, New England running backs. Nope. I mean, I'll give, Damian I'll Harris give, doesn't really catch any passes either. That kind of I'll, turns me off. I'll give you a bold prediction. I'll give you a bold prediction for uh, for Damian Harris. I think Damian Harris finishes the top 15 running back. Nah, dude, he don't play. Is he going to play 15 games? I hope so. <laughs> nah, I'm out it's a bold, it's, it's a bold prediction for a reason. Top 15 running back, but bold for a reason. Uh, wide receiver, sleeper bust. Um, a good sleeper this year. I don't even know if you can categorize him as a sleeper. Um, it depends where you have him on his rankings, on your rankings. Dude, CD Lamb is going to be a stud this year. Yeah, he's, be, he's being I, drafted really, right now as the wide receiver 15. Yeah, so it's not really much of a sleeper. I'll give you a little bit of a deeper one. How about Jerry Judy? Love it. We, we talked about him on Friday. Yeah, how about Love Jerry him. Judy? Got to clean up the drops a little bit. I feel like Teddy Bridgewater will boost the stock up a little bit more than Drew Locke. Um, I think the addition of Cortland Sutton will take a little bit of pressure off of Judy. Not addition, but getting Cortland Sutton back from injury um, will take a little bit of load off of Judy. And I think, you know, we saw it last year with Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he supported Robbie Anderson last year, had a great year. And DJ Moore, he was, you know, spotty at times. But, you know, we've seen Teddy Bridgewater support fantasy relevant receivers before. And yeah. two, that is. So, um, yeah. How about Jerry Judy? I love it. I love it. We talked we talked about Judy on Friday. Talked about Judy on Friday. I think he's going to be a top 20 receiver. And you're drafting him. Yeah, you're drafting cool. him right now as the wide receiver 34. Yeah. I like Jerry. Fantastic, fantastic value. Uh, and a bust? Uh, well, I, you know, you're waiting for me to say Amari Cooper. Um, I do. I don't love him this year in fantasy. I'm going to be honest with you. You could call me really bold here. And let me explain why, because I don't think he's going to be the fact. I think he he's on pay. He's not on that pace he was on last year is not sustainable. It's Stefan Diggs. I just don't – I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be a bust as in, like, loser your season, but, like, would it shock you if Stephon Diggs is outside the top 10 this year of fantasy receivers with the amount of talent we have – or outside the top five, that is? Outside the top five, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too surprised. Outside the top 10, with how much Buffalo likes to throw the ball, I would be a little surprised. You see, I think Buffalo wants to get a little bit more balanced this season because I think that's what kind of hurt them last year against Kansas City. Sure. Sure, I think that, that's what hurt them was that lack of that lack of ground game. I think they would like to be a little – the reason why they, they threw the ball so much last year is because they couldn't run the ball. Yeah. They, Zach Moss got hurt early on in the season. He got hurt opening day, and Devin Singletary just hasn't really emerged to much um, in, the, in the Buffalo backfield, and he's also battled injuries. So I think they're going to be a little bit more balanced, and I also think Gabriel Davis might take – he's also a little bit of a sleeper too this year, Gabriel Davis. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Diggs is fine by all means, like draft him. And, you know, 
I think he's got a very safe floor, but if you're drafting him to be the number one receiver in fantasy, I just, I don't see it this year. That that's just, just a personal opinion. I think it's a bad one. I don't think it's a bad one at all. Uh, sleeper for me, I'm going with Michael Pittman of the Indianapolis Colts. And for a bust, I'm going with Julio Jones. Of the- see, I don't even consider him a bust. Cause I just don't think I don't expect much. <laughs> like, He's going as the wide receiver 14 right now. Yeah, it's a, might be a little too rich for my blood. If if I had to give a receiver in that range that I think is going to be a bust, um, I would probably go with Pittsburgh guys are pretty safe. Um, drawing a blank Are they here. though? Are the Pittsburgh guys safe? I, I, I think they're pretty safe, yeah. If I had to rank them, I would probably go number one, Claypool, number two, Juju, number three, Deontay Johnson. That's very interesting because Claypool is the third one being drafted. I, I like Claypool a lot. Deontay is the second one being drafted. And Juju Juju's the, the third and one. Juju is, is, is the first Juju's one the being first. drafted. Yeah. That's very I, interesting. I, I'm very big on Claypool. I'm going to be honest with you. Again, we're getting back to what we were discussing earlier. I don't love Robert Woods and Cooper Cup too much this year. I mean, I, I always flock to Woods because he, he, he's uh, super, super safe. I would go Woods, but Cup worries me. Cup worries me because he, he does not stay healthy, number one. Number two, his touchdown numbers always suck. Let, want, want a little hot take with fantasy receivers right now? Sure. Somebody will win you your leagues in the mid-rounds right here. Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase is a league winner. I don't see an issue with that. I think him and Burrow are going to be the amount of games they're losing this year. That's true. I also love Devonta Smith. I love Devonta this year. Yeah. Yeah, especially he's walking in as, as the number one receiver. Rookie receivers are a go for me this year. Yeah, I think rookie so. Rookie receivers, rookie running backs, not so much. Um, I don't love the uh, – Travis Etienne, keep keep me away from Jacksonville's – How about uh, Najee? Oof. Yeah, he's probably a go for me. I I, I kind of overlooked him a little bit. Would you take him as the Would you take him as the RB thirteen? That's where he's being drafted. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I, I I probably would. Okay. I'd take him top of the second round. Oh, okay. I mean, if if Clyde Edwards Hilaire was you know a top seven pick last year, that's true. Yeah. Um, well, listen. If you listen to the Basement Talk podcast, Spanish show, Adam and I both told told everybody, don't draft Clyde in the first round. Yeah. You guys, listen. You guys were wrong on John, my guy Johnny Taylor last year too. Well, hold on, hold on. You guys we are wrong said, on him. We said that Jonathan Taylor would be a slow burn. Jonathan Taylor was only forced into the picture because Marlon, Marlon Mack, Mack decided to be Marlon Mack in week one. And I, but that was part of why I like Jonathan Taylor was because I envisioned Marlon Mack. Not that I'm hoping for you it. You saw but, it to the crystal ball. And I thought that would happen with Dobbins, but I guess just that John Harbaugh and company just I just didn't see what I was. Envisioning, I don't, I don't know. Dobbins low key helped some people out though in the playoffs. He, oh, he yeah, had a strong he showing. He did. He had a very strong showing. Yeah. Very strong showing, and he's a Ravens running back. And they average fifth. There's one Ravens running back every year for the last. I think it's been eight or nine years. There's been one Ravens running back that has averaged at least 15 fantasy points yeah. per game. Just out of curiosity, how do you feel sure. about the the uh, Browns receivers this year? Um, Odell, I like for where he's going. I don't love him overall, but I think he's worth the gamble. Jarvis Landry, there's not a chance in hell that I'm going to be 
going there. And then Hunt and Chubb, fine. Hunt top Hunt twenty Chubb, play like. in PPR. Yeah, Chubb. Yeah. Chubb is Chubb not in that first round is a little interesting to me. Chubb is in that first round. Chubb. So he's on the bottom of it. Chubb is the tenth guy. I think Hunt's a sneaky guy, and I think Hunt's always a sneaky play in fantasy. I think he is too, because especially you know if you have if you have a Nick Chubb injury that happens where he's out two or three weeks, Hunt's the guy. Hunt is the guy, and 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 odds are too you can go to that Chubb owner who loses Chubb for however long, and you could trade Hunt for a king's ransom. Yeah, knowing that you know that guy how, now how has. Feel, the how would you feel if somebody decided to stack Hunt and Chubb? Um. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. The problem is, is is the price that you're paying to do it. I had that in Dynasty, and I blew it all up. I blew, I, I, I took them apart after the first year because Hunt and Chubb – well, Hunt had the suspension for 10 games, and then you, you remember – you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. And then the next year I blew it up. I, I think I came out victorious in the deal. I actually – hindsight's a little 2020. I might, I might have given up too much, but it was fun last year. I gave up Deontay Johnson, and I gave up Chubb um, for Devontae Adams. So would you take Kareem Hunt? At 50th overall, that's where he's going. Top of the sixth round. Give me some guys that I'm taking him over. Kareem Hunt or Dak Prescott? Uh, if I was going zero RB, Kareem Hunt. Dak is going one spot higher than, than Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt or Javante Williams? Kareem Hunt. Javante Williams is going four spots higher. No, nah, I can't. Hunt. No, no, not for me. Nope, 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 nope. I, I'm not falling for that trap this year. Kareem Hunt or DJ Moore? Kareem Hunt. Even Sam in PPR. Darnold. In PPR, Dominant. you're still taking Hunt? Yeah, probably Sam Darnold as the quarterback. Moore's go Moore is going six spots higher than Hunt. Hunt. Kareem Hunt or Chris Carson? Uh, I'd probably go Carson. Carson is going seven spots higher. I'd take Carson. I'll give you one more. Kareem Hunt or Kyle Pitts. With how shitty the tight end position is, I'd probably take Kyle Pitts. I'm taking Kareem Hunt. I'm taking Kareem Hunt. I mean, I'd probably take, I'd take a gamble on Kyle Pitts. If he's as good as he's supposed to be, I, I would take that gamble. Like, I could find a guy that's like a Kareem Hunt, you know, a sneaky yeah. PPR play. But if I, if I could find, you know, a, a solution the whole season at tight end, you know, you don't find those on the waiver wire. Yeah. Let's do a little rapid fire for the uh, for the tight ends because we have to get to uh, what to watch, and then we will uh, we'll get out of here. Um Sleeper bust for the tight end, Jake. Um, sleeper's always tough. A sleeper for me, it was Anthony Ferkser until Julio Jones kind of derailed that whole thing. Yeah. I've got a little bit of a deep sleeper, like as in like insanely deep. As in a okay. rookie. That's right. not Kyle Pitts. How about Jacob Harris of the Rams? Ugh, no. Like Gerald Everett's gone. I'm not the biggest fan of Tyler Higby. Like, oh, because my one of my guys is Tyler Higby. I love him. I think Jacob Harris is a little sneaky. They drafted him in the fourth round. He's got he's a big dude that can run fast. Like, oh, he's big. He's a big guy. If we're, if we're really getting deep, like that's deep. Yeah, man. Like, I'll take him. But yeah. if I'm just going with a guy that's like more on like the draftable radar, um, give me. How about Dalton Schultz? I like it. I like it. We we. It's very funny because you, you and Adam are on the same wavelength. Adam and I, Adam on Friday said that his bust was Blake Jarwin. Herb Smith Jr. is obviously a sleeper too, but <sighs> it took my guy. Yeah, Herb Smith. I, I mean, but Kirk I love Cousins him. and eh. I love him. But 
um, Adam had said on Friday that Blake Jarwin is a bust for him because of Dalton Schultz. Yeah. And I, I, like, said, I like and, he, and he was like, I hope I'm not offending you. I'm like, no, no, you're not. Cause you're right. I like Dalton Schultz. I I, I like him a lot. I like like he was lot, clicking with Dak last year until Dak got hurt too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, give me, give me some Dalton Schultz and he, he, and he looked good with Andy Dalton as well. I'm not going to lie to you. If I, if I can't find a spot on my team, I usually never take Kelsey or Kittle because they just, I'm not a big tight end in the second round. That's just not my Neither business. Yeah. If I can't get Mark Andrews in like the fourth or fifth round, then, or I assume Waller's going in that like second or third round territory. Waller's I, the I, second tight end off the board right now. Yeah. Where's Mark Andrews? Like fourth, fifth round, like I, I described to him? Fifth, sixth. Fifth, sixth. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Love, love I do too. Big, big on Mark Andrews this year. Um, I do too. But Mark Andrews, if, is, Mark Andrews is a sixth tight end off the board right now. Is Kyle Pitts ahead of Mark Andrews? Kyle Pitts is fourth. That is fucking crazy, man. Yep. Over Mark. Uh, so if I can't get Mark Andrews by then, I would probably. I, uh, there's a good chance I take Dalton Schultz on my team. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think it's a bad shot at all. I think it's a bad shot at all. Um. And did I? Did we give your uh, your bust? Bust easy. The New England ones. I, I don't yeah. want them. Okay. That's easy. That's very, that's very, very, very easy. Uh, sleeper Robert tight Tunyon. <laughs> Robert Tunyon is not a bad one. Either. That's that's not a bad shout. Yeah. Uh, sleeper tight end for me. I'm gonna. I uh, mean, you, you took Irv Smith from here, so, so I'll go with the backup one. I'm gonna go with Cole Komet of okay. the Chicago Bears. And my bust at tight end is Kyle Pitts. I see. Like that's one that can make me look dumb. <laughs> like, Kyle Pitts. He yeah. he can make me look dumb too. Because I've just been on the anti-Kyle Pitts bandwagon for the better part of two months who, who, now. Who's the new tenant? Who's the new Chargers tight end out of curiosity? Is it isn't it um uh what's his name from the Saints? Jared Cook. Jared Cook. Yep. Low key a sleeper too. I think so. Adam Troutman also. Eh. Adam Troutman maybe. Not a bad one. We put Jameis back there flinging that rock like my King Jameis. My guy. Yeah. My guy. All right. Fantasy discussion has come to an end. One last thing to close out the show, Jake. What are we watching this weekend, there, pal? Is there anything other than what I think you would be watching? Listen, with man, your birthday on birthday, Sunday. By the time the bell rings in the T-Mobile Arena, we will see the notorious Connor McGregor on Saturday night. Cancel whatever plans you have. Watch <laughs> Connor McGregor Saturday night. This will be an epic show. Dustin Poirier. He don't know what's coming to him. Dustin, you're in trouble. Um, I guess soon we're going to pick the fights. Conor McGregor, first round TKO inside of four minutes. The notorious one gets it done in front of all the celebrities back in his home, Las Vegas, Nevada, fighting in the Death Star by Christmas for the lightweight title. Conor gets a strap back, and away we go. Happy birthday wow. to me. Wow. Wow. I hope, I hope, but Dustin Poirier is dangerous. But I, I, I can't doubt Connor. You don't doubt the Mac. You look like fools. Wow, that was that was very. That was you see very, the very yesterday. I oh, of course I saw it. Are you kidding? He, hey, looked, he wasn't speaking he like English. Him. He looked like himself. Oh yes, he did. And he was he, he was late to the way in this morning. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah. I wonder why he had a nice night last night. No, 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 no. That's just his. That's just what he he runs on his own time. Oh, he's on, he's on Mac time. He's on Mac time. He don't wear watches too held. Uh, he doesn't wear watches too tight. <laughs> uh, 
I see Poirier is the uh, is the favorite going into the fight. So you put, are you going to put bi- crazy? Are you That's putting big be. money in McGregor? I'm, you see, I've kind of changed my ways a little bit with betting. I don't bet a lot too much anymore. When you see football season, different story. But yes. now, I don't know. Like I might throw like a hundred bucks on him. Like I don't think it's I don't think it's a bad shot at all. I mean, I did. I think Connor's. I, I think Connor wins. And if I lose, like, listen, man, I'm betting on Connor McGregor. It's not like I'm betting on fucking you know some bum in the prelims. Like I put I put a hundred bucks on Connor when he was at uh, plus one fifteen. I'm telling you, he's going to be the favorite by the time the fight starts. Oh, probably, probably. I I locked that shit in. Hundred bucks, hundred bucks plus one fifteen done. I was that was locked in. It's gonna be a good card. It's gonna be a good card too. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Former getting... cowboy legend Greg Hardy's on the card. Absolutely, we're gonna we're gonna see him murder somebody. Love <laughs> to see it. Absolutely love to see it. Uh, what to watch for me? We have the Euro final on Sunday, and it is what I would like to call the Battle of Birdsall. It is my two nationalities going at it. It is Italia and it is England going at it. My official prediction. It's coming home. I'm going with England. I think England win the Euro. I think they win 2-0 over Italy. Couldn't tell you one fucking thing about that game. <laughs> like, you should watch, Jake. It'll be great. Yeah, it's just what I want to do on my birthday. Watch paint dry. You want to watch your people. Yeah, I hope they win. Tell me all about it. Go, You know. You want to watch your people. Well, well, let me ask you before 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 we sign off. What are you doing on your birthday, sir? Just a nice casual day. I think Saturday night I'm getting re- you know getting together with one of my buddies, having a little party for me. You know, watching McGregor. He's got all the you know proper number twelve. He's got all the essentials. We're getting the pizzas, the win. That's really like That's the a birthday. Nice night. That's yeah, a nice yeah, night yeah. Saturday, Sunday, nice relaxing day with the family, eating some chicken parm. You know, getting you know some chicken parm and pasta catered to the house. You know, not on. We don't want to cook. You know. No, absolutely not. Are you kidding? We just want to relax, enjoy the nice, you know, chicken and gravy, <laughs> um, you know, and just, yeah, just, just chill Sunday, but Saturday night will be a movie. And if Connor wins, like good Game chance, over. I'm not falling asleep uh, until, until uh, birthday morning. So Sunday's a relaxed day. Saturday night is the, uh, you know, love it. The war. Absolutely love it. Well, you know I will be talking to you at midnight. I'm just I'm just letting you know. Oh, thank you, buddy. You will be hearing from me. Now, I don't know if I'm going to remember texting you, but I will text you at midnight. I will text you at midnight. Connor won't when, be on at midnight either. He'll be on at like 1 a.m. No, he'll be on at like 1. So it'll be it'll be a night. And you see what he said? He goes, I run a, I'm a night guy. I'm a Vegas guy. Not 8 a.m. Abu Dhabi morning. It's true. And Dustin Poirier, then another interesting thing, Dustin Poirier is like, oh, I, 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 you know, I don't really like the fans. Uh, I'd rather it just be, you know, me and Connor, uh, buddy, like you, you better start, you know, getting used to the, you know, this is, you know what you're walking into? Like, I'm telling you, the moment's too big for this guy. But Who's Dustin paying for your way of living, you fuckhead? It's Connor McGregor. Yeah, but, and also Con- well, Connor McGregor is, you think this, this is a thing if Dustin Poirier is fighting anybody, you can put Connor McGregor in there against one of us. It's a sellout. And, and it's got a million pay-per-view buys. Like exactly, and we never have to work again. We're gonna get yeah. our asses. We're gonna get our asses kicked for about seven. Or seconds. die. Yeah. Or die. But at the end of the day, we're still getting a fucking payday. And the people that think if Connor loses and he retires, I I don't necessarily think that. To be honest with you, I think there's still a, a good amount of fights out there for Connor, win or lose. Um, I, agree. I think he he's fine, and he doesn't look like he wants to retire. I think the Nate Diaz fight makes a lot of sense, but I think Connor 
if he loses, he has to come back to a fight where he's guaranteed to win. Um, like I think Rafael de Sanjos makes a lot of sense. They were supposed to fight for the lightweight strap um, in 2016. Yeah. And RDA is, you know, wanted to, I think that fight makes a lot of sense. Um, believe it or not. Trilogy. If you, if you want a yeah. money fight. Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if – I think Connor has a tougher time beating Nate Diaz than he does Dustin Poirier. I think so. <laughs> I, I don't think – listen, like, I, I don't know about that one. Um, that's out there for him. I, I don't even think it needs to be for the title. I still think Khabib Nurmagomedov is out there for him whenever he wants it. I'm just – I think one day we will see that rematch. I'm, I'm fairly confident. I think there's too much money there for Khabib. It does not need to be for the strap. Will Khabib want to – fight if it's not for the strap maybe because you know if he's not going to fight again he just wants to do fights like that um that's out there for him it's a money fight masvidal is out there for him if yeah. they want to do a catch weight um and if he wants to go to the world of boxing there's manny pacquiao that was supposed to happen instead of dustin poirier and then there's always floyd mayweather and you know if floyd's looking like he did against uh logan paul uh, i don't know man we might need to consider throwing a little wager on the notorious one now that was that was just someone who was there to uh, – they were supposed to have a good time, and, and that was it. That wasn't even a fight. That I think was... that fight's out there, though, if Connor wants it again one day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Floyd, so there's Floyd stuff is out a businessman. Floyd I is think, a businessman. I think Dustin Poirier is the one that retires, I think, if he loses this fight. I mean, you're Dustin Poirier. You're going – you know, you're 30 – what, 2, 33? You've already climbed through the ranks. You've done it all. Like, what are you going to do? Go back to fighting on your old contract at the bottom of the pile? Like, come on, man. You're not getting another – this is it for Dustin Poirier. I think Connor. He's still making money regardless if he wins or loses. Yep. The the pressure is on Poirier right here. The guy declined the title shot for this trilogy because he wants to make money. If he loses, it's over. Like you're yes. not getting another title shot. Yep. Where Conor McGregor, I could definitely see what what, what could happen here is. I mean, tell me if this is not a, a screwed up universe. Oliveira, Dustin Poirier. If Dustin Poirier wins, Oliveira wins. Conor McGregor beats another 155. Or Conor McGregor's got a title shot. I think that in in this in the fucked up universe, yes. Yeah. Dana wants, dude. You're telling me Dana White is sitting there not just praying Conor McGregor wins this fight on Saturday? Oh, he absolutely is praying, bro. Like we're because talking- guess what? The only way that UFC gets into the Death Star is at the top of the fucking card. It says Conor McGregor. That's the only way. That's yeah. the only way they have a chance. And you know what? An Allegiant would sell out. Honestly, you know where I would love to see Connor fight again? MSG? Jerry's world. Oh. Oh. I think Jerry, and you're telling me Jerry wouldn't want that? Oh, Jerry would love it. Are you kidding? Imagine they did that during like a hard, during like hard knocks when like the cow, you know what I'm saying? They, they can, by the way, we got to talk about that next week. Jerry must oh, yes, be, we do. Jerry has his own platform now. Oh, yes, he does. <laughs> Connor at Cowboy Stadium would be would be Connor, something. Connor Jerry World, like that's money, money, money. I think he makes more money at Jerry World. I think so. More. Can you imagine that getting like a bit? <laughs> Dude, Jerry would. Oh, Jerry would salivate. He would drool. He would drool. He really, really would. <laughs> and he'd be there, and they'd show him it. And Jerry would have to watch it from his box. Oh, he'd watch from the box, and he would just be—he'd be cheering at the billions that he's making. He would probably invite his son Jason Garrett to come watch it with him. Oh, he absolutely would. Bring the whole family. The whole family. Well, 
that is going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast. Everyone, enjoy Conor McGregor and put a hundred bucks on McGregor. Come on, come on. We are my birthday. He ain't losing. We are all Irish for one night. Number one, number two. Put a hundred bucks for Jake. Hundred bucks for Jake on Conor McGregor. That's it. Bet responsibly, of course. Uh, you know where to find us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, leave a five-star review and tell us how much you are liking the program. We like, greatly appreciate it. So for Jake, I am Bird. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.